Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello, and welcome to episode number 54 of the Property Magic Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to share with you how you can use vendor finance, which is a way of funding deals using very little of your own money. Now, this is a follow-on from episode number 53, which was an introduction to creative finance. I highly recommend you listen to that because there are a number of methods of creative finance you can use, and vendor finance is just one of those. So first of all, let me explain what is vendor finance. Well, it's a method of very low or no money down purchasing. You typically buy a property at the full market price and the seller helps you to fund the deposit and also the costs. So you basically get a loan from the seller. Now, this cannot be done with traditional lenders because you would need to declare to them that you were doing that. And if you didn't do that, that could be construed as mortgage fraud. So I'm absolutely not talking about mortgage fraud. I'm not talking about doing anything illegal or vaguely dodgy. I'm talking about doing it in a creative way that is completely legal and above board. So the ideal circumstances you're looking for is a seller who is looking to get rid of a property. They're motivated. They don't want the property anymore. And they don't want to do anything like a purchase lease option, which is a great strategy because maybe they want the certainty of the sale. They just want the property gone. Now, it's important there must be plenty of equity in the property, ideally no mortgage at all, or a very low loan-to-value mortgage. Um, Also, it's important to understand that they don't need the money from the sale now, because there may or may not be a mortgage they need to clear off, but also, they're not going to get a lot of money now because they're lending the deposit to you. And obviously, it helps if they're interested in making as much money as possible from the sale of that property. Because interestingly, by doing this vendor finance, they can make a lot more money than they might do if they just got a conventional sale. Now, who are the ideal sellers who might have properties where maybe they're open to vendor finance? And the very best people are landlords. And that's because maybe they've got property they just don't want anymore. Um, Maybe they've paid off their mortgage years ago. They're often more commercially minded. And with the landlords, like most sellers, they very often want to get as much as they possibly can from the sale of that property. And this is a way of us giving them more money. Or maybe it's an inherited property. The great thing about inherited properties is often they need work doing to them so we can add value to them. And very often there's no mortgage and sometimes the owners don't actually need the money. They're just going to put it in the bank, which is going to do nothing for them right now. And we could give them a better solution. Now, the benefits to the seller of doing this, and it's really important whenever you do any kind of creative finance, we're always looking for a win-win. We're not trying to take advantage of the seller. We're trying to give them a solution that's going to be better than whatever the alternative is. So they, first of all, get the certainty of a sale that they want. The property's transferred out of their name into your name which means they no longer have any hassle associated with the property. And usually they're able to sell at the full price. 
and um, they often get more than they would with a traditional sale. And the whole point is that if they did sell and just put the money in the bank, they're going to earn more money with you than if they did that. And also they have some security to protect their loan. Now, the benefits to you are, well, obviously you get to own the property in your own name using very little or even none of your own money. That means you have a very high or infinite return on investment. You get cash flow from a property and obviously you get the long-term capital growth. Now, you've got to find people in the right situation. So what you're really looking for is a seller who's open to a creative solution. And ideally, you've got the ability to improve the property to raise rents. Very often when you're buying from a landlord, they may not be charging the full market rent because they've had tenants in, they've kind of not pushed up the rents and you can increase the rents on a property very often that you take on from a landlord. Also, you want the ability to add value to the property so that you can refinance because that's one of the ways you're going to be able to pay money back to the property owner. Uh, And ideally, the interest that you pay this person on a monthly basis for doing this loan to you should be less than the mortgage would cost you as well. And ideally, you want a vendor who's not really in a hurry to get their money. As long as they're getting a really good interest rate, they might be happy to leave the money there for years and years. And finally, you want to make sure the property has a really good cash flow so that you can pay the vendor their interest. And that's really important because you want to make sure that after paying the interest, there's still a profit left over for you. So this only works on really good deals. Now, When working with sellers, it's always important to find out what is important to them. You want to ask them great questions and never, ever make assumptions. Never assume you know what this person is going to want or what they're not going to want. You just have to ask them and listen very carefully to pick up clues about their motivation. Make sure their circumstances are suitable for vendor finance. So for example, the fact that there's plenty of equity in the property, the fact they don't need all the money now, and they'd like to maximize the amount of money they can make from that property. If that's the case, then vendor finance might be a solution you could use. Um, work on building a really strong rapport with the seller. You know, it's all about the relationship. You've got to have lots of trust and ask them if they're open to creative solutions. Very often, if they're landlords, they might have done some creative financing themselves in the past. Now, I want to be really open here, and this might sound great so far, but there are obviously some challenges with vendor finance, as there is with any creative strategy. And sometimes the numbers just don't work. You might get someone who's prepared to do it, but the numbers just really don't work for you. Um, Very often a problem is that the investor who's looking to buy this property just doesn't really explain it very well to the seller. And if the seller can't see the benefits to them, they're not going to go for this kind of deal. And sometimes the seller, they might agree to it, but then they're put off by people around them, like their accountant or their solicitor, or maybe even you're put off by people around you who say, oh, you can't do those kind of things. Um, As I've said before, I made it very clear, traditional lenders will not fund these kind of deals and you can't really do this with traditional lenders, but there are lenders you can use. And also, um, very often, investors might say the wrong thing to their solicitor, which means solicitors, well, I can't actually represent you because I'd have to declare what you've told me. So you do need to learn how to do this properly. 
Um, now, there are basically four ways of doing this, and I'm going to go through, explain them, give you a, kind of a, a numerical example of each. You can get your head around it. And it really depends if there's a mortgage or not on the property. Also, it depends how well you know the seller. And there's got to be a kind of mutual trust between both parties. Um, sometimes you might need more than uh, two solicitors. And obviously, you need the full cooperation of the owner. You're very open with them, what you're looking to do, and it's got to work for them and for you. And you're very clear about that. So let's look at the first type of vendor finance. And that's number one, where you have no mortgage. There's no mortgage on the property at all. And you take that property on and you do not get a mortgage either. What happens is um, you buy the property at the full market price. No money changes hands, but instead there's a loan note that is created and the lender, who is the seller, they get a first charge on the property. So the property is transferred into your name, but the owner has a first charge. So if you don't pay them, they could just repossess that property and you pay them a monthly interest. And the idea is that hopefully you add value to that property, you refinance after six months of ownership onto a normal mortgage. Uh, you might pay all of their money back if you can, or maybe there's a balance still owing to them. They're happy to have that for a number of years at a certain interest rate, and you might just give them a restriction on the property so they've got some security. So let me give an example of this. Uh, one of my clients, Tushar, uh, he's based down in Reading. He was buying properties down there, but also buying up in Birmingham because he liked the HMO market up here. And he has a number of high-end HMOs, really high quality, great rents, uh, very low voids because they're such good quality. And one of the ways we teach our students to find uh, potential landlords is by writing landlord letters. In fact, there's a whole podcast edition on how to actually do this. You might want to go back and listen to that edition. Um, but basically, you send letters out and he had this landlord respond and he went to go and meet this landlord in one of his properties, which was actually on the same road as one of Tushar's properties. So he built a great relationship with this landlord. He invited the landlord to come over and see his own property. Now, the landlord's property was a very average property, magnolia walls, you know, slightly mismatching furniture, which is what a lot of HMO landlords do. And he walked into Tushar's and he was blown away by what an amazing property Tushar was providing for his tenants. And so they built a rapport and Tushar said, look, I'd love to buy your properties, but I just don't have enough money to buy them right now. I wonder if we can do something where, you know, we could do some sort of creative deal. And the guy was kind of open to it. And after a few conversations, what they did was there was no mortgage on these properties. They're worth about 200,000 each. And what happened was the property was transferred into Tushar's name. So it went on land register as a sale at 200,000. They had to pay the stamp duty at the time. But then rather than any money transferring, there was a loan note created and the original owner got a first charge security on the property. Tushar agreed to pay 6% interest per annum, paid on a monthly basis. And the idea was he was adding value to it. And at the end of 12 months, he refinanced the property. He'd added enough value to be able to pay back the full 200,000 to the owner. He's done actually a number of properties with this owner who wanted to sell one property a year to minimize his tax. So this is a great way of doing it when there's no mortgage. If there's a mortgage in place on the property, it's a little bit more complicated and that mortgage needs to be cleared. So there are a number of ways of doing that. 
The second way of doing this is buying with a bridge. So whilst most mortgage companies would not be happy with vendor finance, there are a couple of bridging companies and my business, Crowd Property, which is a, a lender, um, we understand creative finance deals. And one of the reasons I set up Crowd Property in the first place was to help investors like you to do great deals. And so let's say a property is worth 200,000 and the owner has got a mortgage of maybe 105 that needs clearing and maybe they want a bit of cash as well they want 10 grand just to go and do something so they want 115,000 in total so you can go to crowd property let them know it's vendor finance explain that the property's worth 200,000 and you want to borrow 115,000 so that's less than 60% loan to value so crowd property would come in they'd give you the 115,000 to clear off the original loan and pay the owner their 10,000. Crowd Property would take a first charge on the property, just like any other lender. And there'd be a balance of 85,000 you still owe to the original owner. Now, Crowd Property are happy for you to have a second charge. Uh, so the owner could have a second charge on that for the 85,000. You then add value to the property and six to nine months later, you refinance, you pay back the crowd and you pay back the owner, the balance of their funds. If you can't quite get enough money out, they might be happy to have uh, a, a smaller loan, again, secured as a restriction. Now, the next two ways are where actually you're going to be buying it in a conventional way. You're going to be putting a deposit in in the normal way and getting a normal mortgage. But something else happens that is supposed to be an unrelated transaction. This is very important to make this unrelated, to make sure this is all legal and above board. So um, one of my clients, Daniel, uh, he found a great property. He wanted to buy the property. He said to the owner, I'd like to buy it, but actually I don't have all the funds to buy it now. Uh, and he knew that this particular person was very wealthy, had lots of money, had money sitting in the bank. He'd, the owner had told Daniel this. And Daniel said, I'll tell you what, I know you're probably not getting a great return on money in the bank. How about you do a loan to me? I've got a different property that you can have a charge against. So he he's done a secured loan on another property. So in a way, Daniel's kind of almost released equity from this other property. And um, Daniel said, then I will then have the money to be able to buy your property. So the owner was happy with this. He did a loan. They did everything through solicitor, everything properly. He uh, lent the money secured on another property. So effectively, Daniel's like releasing money equity from that property. He then sent that money to his solicitor. That was put together the mortgage, normal, straightforward transaction, purchased the property. And obviously, Daniel is paying the loan, the original loan, from the cash flow on the property he's purchased. And he's used none of his own money to buy the property. And then the final way of doing this is where um, you you actually buy the property, you put a deposit in, you get a mortgage. So that's all a normal, completely conventional transaction. But after the sale, there is a separate loan that comes to you. Now, it's very important that this is not a cashback uh, kind of deal. Um, before the credit crunch, uh, it was possible to buy properties and you might get an incentive back from a developer, for example, a cashback. Those kind of things would absolutely need to be declared now. And if they weren't declared, um, that could be seen as mortgage fraud. So I'm not suggesting you do that at all. You need to do this in the correct way. So it's all legitimate. But what you could do is where you buy a property, you put your deposit in, so you would need the money up front, you get a normal mortgage in the conventional way. Um, but then after that, there's a third party solicitor, 
and a loan has been agreed. You've got to have a relationship with the person, have some trust, obviously. But once the sale goes through, the solicitor, a third-party solicitor receives some funds. They then can send that to you as a as an unrelated loan. Um, and then obviously, uh, if you've borrowed the money to put in in the first place, you can obviously pay that back. So it, it cannot be a cashback. It cannot be linked to the to the sale of the property. It needs to be an unrelated transaction. But if it's unrelated, that's another way of doing it. So that's four ways of doing um, vendor finance. Um, you do need to do it properly. You need to make sure you do things in the correct way. Um, but I just wanted to open your mind and stimulate your thinking that in certain circumstances, this is a great way to come up with a really good win-win for you and also for the seller of the property. Now, I've actually put together some online training all about different ways of using creative finance. I've got a lot more time on that training. So if you'd like to come and join that, um, if you do it fairly quickly, you might actually get live training. Um, Otherwise, if you think about it too long, uh, it will probably be a recording of that live training. But if you go to this website, which is www.creativefinancetraining.co.uk, there's going to be a link in the show notes. But let me tell you again, www.creativefinancetraining.co.uk dot creative finance training dot co dot uk on there i'm going to explain about all sorts of different ways of funding deals using none of your own money so i encourage you to go and register for that training if you do it quickly you might get some live training otherwise it's going to be a recording of some live training so i do hope this has been useful and again i want to stimulate your thinking to show you how you can build your portfolio much quicker than the average investor if this has been useful for you i'd really appreciate it if you can give me a five-star review and say what you liked about this particular podcast. And as always, uh, until next time, I encourage you to invest with knowledge, invest with skill. Thanks for listening to the Property Magic Podcast. To get this week's show notes, please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast. You can contact me via LinkedIn. You can follow me on social media. And I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.